want to be here, neither do we. That's why we call it the obligatory. We talk about farts, food, mics, kids, $5,000 beds, girls, comedy, and Kermit's butthole. And most importantly, they talk about current events with perfect accuracy. I'm just kidding. You remember that one time that they spent the entire episode talking about Vice President John McClain? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe the facts aren't right, but here's the obligatory podcast with Kermit and Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. It's episode 49 of the obligatory podcast with Kermit and Mike. I'm Mike. And I'm Kermit. And uh, I just got to say, man, that was a great little intro, uh, Samantha Ivy. And I... I Need to point this out. Yes, we called Senator John McCain. <laughs> we mistook him for. We didn't mistake him. We just used the name Wrong John name. McClain from, of course. Yeah, Yipikaye from Die Hard. But you never said he was the vice president. <laughs> that would have been ridiculous. You know? and we have to live with this every time we start an yeah, episode. Yeah, but she did a great job on that <laughs> so, song, man. Such a great song. So funny. So how have you been? I've been good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you're just uh, tuning in, just hearing about us now, you can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, and of course, uh, Sanchez and Kermit here do an amazing job putting all our videos up on YouTube. So if you just want to go YouTube, check out Kermit's page. It's got the links for everything. You can just play it or watch while you're driving because what else are you going to do when you're stuck in traffic? You can do that. That's always safe. Yeah. Speaking of safe, what's the uh, what's the worst? Like you, you train, you do weightlifting, okay. you do martial arts, and I've I've been here when I come over and you're just beat up and bruised and everything. And that's not even when your girl's just upset with you. I mean, that's have you tried alternative? Uh, I guess uh, science or medical things to get rid of the pain, or what do you usually do? Do you just like ice it or heat or compresses? What you size do? ibuprofen? Like yeah. popping those like candy? Yeah. Um, edibles, <laughs> those always work. <laughs> those always work. But uh, no, I never did anything kind of weird, like uh, like any kind of like weird juices or anything like that. Really? Well, uh, then uh, this might be an article that's best uh, best. Maybe we should do a series of these called "I Ain't No Doctor." But um, this, <laughs> okay. this is over in Ireland, so this is we're gonna have to ask our good friend uh, Sean Finnerty about this next time we see him. <laughs> A 33-year-old man who had been suffering from back pain decided to treat himself by resorting to an unusual remedy not supported by scientific research. He injected himself with a dose of his own semen every month for a year and a half. <laughs> Listen, I will tell you this right now. No good comes from injecting semen. I'm speaking of my two children. But, <laughs> like, uh... The, Just shooting loads yeah, into his back? Yeah, basically... <laughs> No, he, that's the thing. He put it into his arm. Uh, <laughs> the alternative therapy, like the weirdest steroid ever, you know? Uh, the alternative therapy baffled doctors at Talat University Hospital in Dublin, where the man showed up recently with severe back pain. So it's obviously, if you were thinking, did it help? No, no, it didn't help at all. And, uh, and a swollen arm. According to, <laughs> was it the arm his, he was using to get the get the medicine? Yeah, <laughs> his arm apparently had blue balls. It was just all swollen up, and uh, uh, what uh, this is the first reported case of semen injection for use as a medical treatment. The doctors wrote in the report they titled "Semenly Harmless Back Pain." <laughs> is that what they said? <laughs> yeah. An unusual presentation of a subcutaneous abscess. Uh, the unnamed man used his semen as an innovative method to treat his chronic back pain, a decision he made without any medical device. 
the report says. He bought a hypodermic needle online and injected himself with a monthly dose of his semen for 18 months. Uh, the method does not appear to have worked. So, um, yeah. So, how do you, what, what's your thought process on that? Like, what are you even doing sitting around going, man, my back hurts. Like, if only I had a idea? needle full of semen. Yeah, where do you it, get the idea from? I have no idea. He's like stem cell research. Hey, use mine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as a follow-up, uh, the man went to the hospital days after lifting a heavy steel object. Pain in his lower back had gotten worse, the report says. Mind you, he's taking this because of back pain. He just, did he uh, just cream out like a mayonnaise jar just coming out of his pores? His, <laughs> ew. <laughs> His right arm, in which he had injected the liquid multiple times, was red and swollen. An x-ray showed air trapped underneath as semen had leaked into the soft <laughs> tissues. This sounds like the worst horror movie ever. Yeah, uh, air pockets have come. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, doctors gave the man some antimicrobial medicine. His back improved during his stay at the hospital. So go figure, you go to the hospital, they give you medicine made for treating your back and your back's fine. Uh, doctors warn against injecting one's veins with substances that are not intended for such purposes. Although researchers have injected semen into animals such as rats and rabbits, there have been no cases of this happening to humans. Well, that just seems cruel to those poor rats and you rabbits. You would have thought he would at least not use his semen. Like he could have like, used like a bull semen or something thinking that he'd get stronger. Yeah, like uh, I mean, I want to just isn't that what Red Bull's all about? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you know what's in there? <laughs> it's like bull piss and semen. Bull piss and semen. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so that's happening in the world. So you know, yeah, I gotta say, I uh, guess it goes. <laughs> I guess it goes. We got the U.S., you know, which is known for being stupid, and then you got Florida, <laughs> which we live in, where every time something crazy happens, like I read this article and I hundred percent went thinking, "Oh, it's gonna be Florida." Where in Florida? <laughs> And then it was Ireland. So apparently Ireland is the, like, even people in Florida look at Ireland and shake their head. They're like, no, no dude, that had to happen in Ireland. That's fucking crazy. That's some ridiculous stuff. He's like a, a super evil villain that didn't work out well. Like, I'm going to eject his semen and be, be stronger than any man. Speaking of speaking of evil, did you, did you see the when Trump addressed, like, I think I was here with you when we watched the Trump presidential address. Yeah, yeah, but and it was like eight tantrum. minutes. Was, wasn't there a part when you weren't hypnotized by his ball sack oh, chin yeah, fat? Yeah, he had a Balchinian. Yeah, a Balchinian. <laughs> uh, scrotal. Well, it was his neck. It was like scrotal, his, scrotal, yeah, scrotal. Yeah, like scrotal neck. He had like a, uh, he had like a vagina. Oh, uh, yeah. Your girl neck. was hysterical, too. She's like, he should wear a scrotal neck t-shirt. I That's, forget. Sweatshirt. Something like that. I forget what you, she said. If you have... If you have a skirtle neck, you need to wear a turtleneck. Yeah, or a turtleneck, something. not like that. But wasn't there a point where he just really felt like Mike Myers and like Austin Powers, where he's like, he's just sitting behind the desk with the flags addressing the country. He's like, and I want five point seven billion. Dude, it sounds so fake, dude. It almost looked like he's gonna rip his skin off too. Like, yeah, it's me. It's in like his, in his defense, then Pelosi and. Uh, Pelosi came on right after the Democrats were stating their oh, yeah. case. Their, their energy. Yeah. And I mean, both of them look like, you know, Trump and Pelosi. They look like Adam's family look characters. Like they did. They're like, they, they look, we do not approve the wall. Well, both of them, Republicans and Democrats, look like they were struggling to read off cue cards, introducing. <laughs> like, you just kept waiting for them to go, and now live from New York, it's Saturday <laughs> night. Live from New York, this is America. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty horrific. It really was, both of them. 
I don't. Man, I'm I'm still like uh, numb to this now. Why? What day are we on now with the government? Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Day number thirty-two, and it, it it's at the point where, like, I think the longest before this. I don't know the longest before this, but I think we were listening. Obama before. did it. Obama for like did seventeen. Seventeen days for health when he was trying to get health care. Yeah. Right. So now we're at thirty-two, and can we already say that what is going to cost us to recover from all this crap? Is more than the five point seven billion. So is now, is it? Is that a fact? Think, think of all we gotta think of all, everything that's getting backed up. We're gonna have to pay people overtime to go out and fix and that clean up. The parks and all. Plus, that. we're gonna have to pay them for their back pay. Plus, there's already lawsuits and everything else, and it's just the damage that's being done by not having the government up and running or certain departments of the government is uh, incalculable. I think. Great, great. Well, I mean. <laughs> I don't know if my news source is really reliable. So what's that? <laughs> Who do you get? You, you get your news from where? Like I'm not the most political guy I know, <laughs> but you are the least political person I know. <laughs> I get my news through uh, Snapchat and Cardi B. <laughs> I know. Okay, Car- like is there is Cardi there, B? Like the singer. The uh, I was gonna say the only Cardi B I yeah, even yeah. heard of is a singer. Yeah, she she goes on rants, and I just kind of like, oh, that's what's happening. <laughs> I watch so you Instagram. get you get your <laughs> you go to Cardi B for your news updates. Yeah, of course, that's why I, I go to Cardi B. And so what's Cardi telling you hold about on, this, this shutdown? Yeah, hold on, she, she's <laughs> okay. We'll just listen. Yeah, because it's been a little bit over three weeks. Okay, it's been a little bit over three weeks. Trump is now ordering, as in summoning, federal government workers to go back to work. Without getting paid. Now, I don't want to hear y'all motherfuckers talking about, oh, but Obama shut down the government for 17 days. Yeah, bitch, for health care. So your grandma could check her blood pressure and you bitches could go check your pussy in the gynecologist with no motherfucking problem. <laughs> now, I know a lot of y'all don't care because y'all don't work for the government or y'all probably don't even have a job, but this shit is really fucking serious, bro. This shit is crazy. Like, our, our country is in a hellhole right now. All for a fucking wall. Like we really need to take this serious. We, I feel like we need to take some action. I don't know what type of action, bitch, because this is not what I do. But, <laughs> bitch, I'm scared. <laughs> crazy, and I really feel bad. <laughs> uh, a, bitch, I'm, I think she speaks for the nation when she says, bitch, I'm scared. Dude, that, that, that got... Oh, man. What is that number? I don't even... I never even know. <laughs> That's like... 16 billion is that million or billion that's billion that's how many hits it got maybe it's million that's gonna be that's million. that's million yeah 16 wow. million 16 million plus <laughs> preacher Lawson I, I, liked it I, I, <laughs> <laughs> of course he did so what what other kind of news do you get from cardi b well she lets us know what things that are important like this one this, this is my favorite one this is my favorite one i got a ryan what happened here oh it, it, it muted nice let me do that again let me do that again. I got a ride in the car, son, because these pants is too motherfucking tight. She was giving my pussy a wedgie. I hate having <laughs> pussy wedgies, bro. My That's pussy what's important. screaming at me like, bitch, you got me fucked up. Pussy wedgies. You want a yeast infection, bitch? Yeah. Well, you at least thanks to Obama, you can go get that checked, you know? <laughs> You got pussy wedgies are important. So everything from politics to pussy wedgies. That's, that's my news source. That's your news source. Which, which... Just kind. Oh, I can't even anymore. 
Because I'm just thinking, if you get your news from Cardi B, then we sit down here to talk about news. Now I got to realize everything you got has been filtered through Cardi, Cardi B. Cardi B is my bra science. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, you know, fortunately slash unfortunately, people who are like, well, I'm not a federal employee, so it doesn't affect me. Well, that's ridiculous because a lot of these small towns that have a ton of federal employees, even if you're not working directly for the government, if those people, I, I saw interviews the other day where there was a husband and wife who were both uh, working for prisons and they're, they're so scared about where they're going to get their rent and their groceries that they put themselves on like a grilled cheese diet. They're letting their kids eat like the, you know, fuller meals and everything, but they're just eating like basically cheese sandwiches every day. <laughs> That's pretty much your diet. It used to be. It used to be. <laughs> just like, they're but, living like a comedian. That's cool. Yeah, and we see how well that's worked out. <laughs> but but when these people aren't making money, don't have money to go to the grocery store, or go spend money in the town they live in, that's hurting small businesses, people who don't even work for the government. And, and you know, I know you're not political, but we were talking before uh, recording, and apparently this has now trickled down to affecting yeah, you. Yeah, man, I'm losing karate students. <laughs> what the hell, I only man? lost. I lost two. From... Due to the shutdown, like until federal? these people get their jobs back, yeah. Wow, so they're just they're the people that have been. Are, do you know what they did, or I think they work for a Lockheed or something like that. Okay, and, so uh, government contracts or something. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm still hooking them up. Yeah, so I'm giving them free week of after school, like free until they go you back. Still to help work. them out. Yeah, because they had no nobody to pick up their kids. Oh, well, that's awesome. Yeah, man, man. Trying to get in heaven. So how, um, <laughs> how weird is it that you care more for the American citizens than people in Congress right now? I, I, I care for people the in the people. White House right now. Because I can relate. Yeah. Well, that's why we need relate, relatable people <laughs> in those positions, man. That's ridiculous. What I tell you, what I tell you, I'm like people in whatever. If it's more of the same, people want to do whatever they want to do in the White House. But when it starts affecting my money. We're going to have issue. Like when he started doing all this trade stuff oh, and like, Asian? yeah. And like every time they listed a new thing, they were like putting, uh, you know, new taxes on. I'm like, mm, I better not see watches. I better not see watches on that Damn, list. I didn't have the music queued up. Oh, Why, man? Can we have one episode where you don't go there? Bing, gong, ding, gong, ding, ding, gong, ding, ding. Mr. Hurley, oh, so, so sorry for your watches. Not being yeah. Trump, very big asshole. <laughs> Speaking of stupid things to spend money on besides my merchandise, uh, what do you think of those shoes I showed you before the show? The, the I was going to say truffle shoes. The um, turf shoes? Yeah, Nike. Nike's coming out with the, they're taking one of their models and basically they, they made these sneakers and the material they made them out of matches the, the, the grass, the green from a, a golf course. <laughs> It's ridiculous, and that's what they said. They're like, these shoes are awesome because they blend right into the course. I'm like, yeah, because as Tiger Woods will show you, 90% of the game is being able to sneak up on the ball. You know, I, when, <laughs> when did golf become like hunting? Like, hmm, I will wear this pink shirt, but I will wear these green shoes. I kind of want them. God damn you, Kermit. <laughs> Why, does Cardi have them and they're awesome? Does she? I don't, how much are they? Did you know? Do you know? I, I, I checked it, 170 bucks. That's it? That's it. You in? I think I might get some. Just for what? Just to wear. You know who would wear those shoes? Genesis. Genesis well, would Gen wear them if they had lights built into them. Yeah. <laughs> Genesis is like a walking fruit roll-up billboard, man. He just walks mm -hmm. around with all kinds of colors. Mm -hmm. But I do want those. I'll wear those on stage. Are you serious? Yes. No. 
Dude, that'll be, <laughs> it'll take the focus away from my comedy. Yeah. Is there, <laughs> is there my so I'll, I'll have to reread the article. I don't know if they come in kids' sizes. Uh, I'm a nine. <laughs> a man's nine. Yeah, I'm a man's nine. Nine and a half. Or a women's ten. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What's the shittiest thing? Did you have roommates before you got married? I never had shitty roommates. I mean, I, I did I, you have roommates in general? Not really. I mean, so no, you went you know from what? living with your parents to what? I went with living with my parents, mm-hmm. and then I stayed with my buddy for a while. His name was Hoover. <laughs> yeah, his name, his real name is Brandon, but he goes by Hoover. Is his last name Hoover? His last name's Hoover, like the vacuum. Yeah, we figured. Yeah, yeah, but I stayed with him like on and off. But um, did you pay rent or you were just crashing? I think it was like crashing, but then I I'll stay there so much. I was like, oh shit, I better. You, buy some groceries you, or something. You, you just be over there playing video games and realize it's one o'clock and you're like, guess I sleep here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But now, and then I, uh, and then I hooked up with my ex and then we moved in with each other and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. So I never really have roommates. Oh, okay. So yeah, I guess uh, I was just wondering, uh, what's the shittiest thing you've ever done to someone you've lived with? Get a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> That was probably the best thing for her, though. Um, <laughs> you probably gave her the gift of freedom. Aww. I'm a gift. I'm a prize. Mm, that's right. <clears throat> uh, a gentleman in California uh, was happy to come home and share with his two roommates that he had won a scratch off of the California lottery for $10,000. And he showed it to his roommates and he was uh, couldn't believe it. So he went to the gas station where he bought it. And they scanned it, and sure enough, it was it, he won. So he had to make his way up to the official lottery office to claim his prize. So he went home, told his roommates he won, went to sleep. Uh, the only problem is when he went back to when he went to the lottery office the next day to uh, hand in his winning ticket, they pointed out that this was not a winning ticket, and you could quite clearly see someone had taken a pen and written in the winning number or the. Uh, Made it look like it was a winner. His roommate swapped the tickets. Yep. <laughs> One of his roommates. And not only that, it wasn't just for $10,000. It was for $10 million. So wait, did the roommate cash the... That's where it gets interesting. Uh, this roommate figured... The, the winner figured one of his roommates must have done it, so he automatically reported to the police. That very day, the other roommate went to the lotto office to try to claim the $10,000 prize, but uh, being that it was $10 million, I guess, you know, they're like, yeah, let's just do a quick check. And sure enough, it popped up that there was a police station looking for someone who might have stolen a $10 million ticket. And uh, while they did the whole investigation, uh, it was three weeks before they arrested anybody. So these guys had to live in the same apartment for three weeks just acting like someone didn't try to knock the, you know, fuck the one. You get arrested for that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they arrested him. It's it's like a huge... Isn't like, that considered like finders, keepers, losers, weepers? For stealing? I mean, it, it, it's a piece of paper. During the investigation... It wasn't, he, he didn't steal the money. He stole the card. He, and tried to turn it in for the money. And finders, keepers. This, but this is what <laughs> happened. They went back and they uh, checked the surveillance camera, okay. saw where the original winner actually purchased the ticket. They were able to see that. Then saw the other guy come back in later that night, buy another ticket, and they were able to prove that. So that's how they figured out the whole thing. So, yeah, they pressed charges, arrested the one guy. But just to be sitting there living in a house with a guy that tried <laughs> to fuck you out of $10 it's million. Surprised they didn't kill each other. Well, I'm sure the guy who knew he was in the right was like, I'm not going to risk this, the $10 million. But, I, I mean, if you're the other dude, 
you're just sitting there thinking everything's going to be cool, <laughs> you know? So the other dude knew that he reported them, though? Mm-hmm. Man, that was weird. It stuck around. What were they, white? No. Really? No. Sound like a, feel like a white people kind of thing. Uh, does it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> does it? Um, let's see. Do, 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 I told Cletus, I told Cletus, that was my numbers, and my numbers are going to win the numbers. Uh, one's name was Sasson Yang Yang. Oh, oh, your wallet maker. Oh, yes, He a friend of yours? Yes, yes, yes. Sayang Fin Sang. Yeah. Adul Sayang. Oh, Adul. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, yeah, the California Lottery automatically launches an administrative investigation for any winnings over $600. So I guess that's, I guess anything over $600, they do like a background check on you or something like that. Wasn't there a guy that won the lotto for a dollar and he forced the lottery lottery people to print out a giant check just for last dollar? week and they did it. <laughs> He's like, I want the big checks. Yeah. And they're like, okay. Okay, here. <laughs> it costs more to make the damn check than it did to Yeah, but I get it. That's a guy who just wants to feel like a winner. Sure. And then uh wasn't there a guy like uh, a couple of years back that won like something like five million dollars and he was a convicted sex offender, like child pedophile something like that i don't know about that one yeah yeah kevin white had done a joke <laughs> for a minute he said yeah it's kevin white I was nah. like, oh, no kevin white won a joke he's like you know how long i've been playing the lottery i've never won then this guy wins five million dollars and here he is he's had sex with kids it makes me go who you gotta fuck to win this thing <laughs> gross uh, yeah we we've actually I think on this episode so far, we've probably said more disturbing things. That was disturbing, but it wasn't no, my joke, so. Not mine either. Kevin White. You know, <laughs> you know who does like having sex with kids? Chris Brown is in the Whoa. news again. Yeah. Jeez, dude. I guess he was being detained Hard in transition. Paris. You hear about this? I mean, I didn't read detail. I was like, oh, it's Chris Brown. Not surprised. Yeah, like I guess uh, they arrested him on Monday, and uh, supposedly earlier in the month, uh, he was uh, a, a woman came forward, 24-year-old lady, and said that uh, she was uh, she was raped by him, his bodyguard, and a friend. And the thing is, Chris is like on Instagram and everything else saying, I swear on my kids. This one. But then all you got to do is Google Chris Brown, and you see this isn't uncommon for no, Chris he, Brown. He smacked the hell out of uh, He had Rihanna. Rihanna. Just last year, he was arrested down in Palm Beach, Florida, for alleged rape charges. There's been other domestic stuff. It's like, Chris Brown, man, just, it's... It's almost like even if it is false, it's like, come on, Chris. You got a history, man. We can't, like, Chris Brown at this point needs to walk around with, like, a, obviously the bodyguard thing's not. He, he, Chris Brown needs a body cam on him at all times just to protect himself. <laughs> when he's a, just so he can pull up the files and be like, dude, I was home sleeping by myself. He needs what yeah, Chappelle did, that skit where he makes people sign a waiver. Uh, for <laughs> I, that, you think that's a skip, but like a lot of celebrities actually have those non-disclosure yeah, agreements, was, you know. Well, Trump did, and then uh, that backfired on him, mm. and she was like, "That's through the money." Yeah, yeah. And uh, let's see. So you know, thoughts and prayers go out to you, Chris Brown. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Not really. He's still gonna have a hit a hit single by next week, probably. So yeah, the guy makes uh, great music. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. why argument. The, no, but he's great music. But R. Kelly peed on those. No, but he's great music. Have you watched any of that? I haven't watched the. I've heard a lot about it. I've heard. I want to watch it, but I haven't seen any because it, it's causing damage. I mean, Sony. He was with Sony, I think, and they dropped him from the label. Last but it's week. so weird because I thought he was a weirdo when uh, he was married to Aaliyah, and Leah was like fourteen, mm -hmm. and no one like 
had an eye back then. Yeah, and it was all about peeing back then. Yeah, yeah. And, and Dave Chappelle made a skit talking about peeing on people mm-hmm. and, and whatever. It was, like, known. But I think it, it's weird now because, like, with Cosby, people, he'd been doing that forever, and they went back through. I think we're at that time now where people are like, you know what? We're holding everybody accountable right now. And you don't you don't get a pass if you did crazy shit like they keep going, but it's only it's only entertainers. Why is yeah. it only entertainers? Why can't we knock out some of these fucking politicians and stuff? And I think part of it is because entertainers get ruled by the uh, get judged by the court of public opinion. Like look at how many of these people. Uh, who was the guy from uh, Talking Dead? Remember Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick. Remember, he just went through that thing where there was the allegation and his career was over before they even started investigating. Then they did the investigation and found that they couldn't substantiate it. Yeah. You know, but it was the damage was done. I think even uh, Ryan Seacrest, who I'm not a huge fan of by any stretch, just just went through something and he had to work his way back. So it's like it seems like you can do that. You can ruin people's careers entertainment wise with just a rumor. But if you're a politician, it's like, uh, yeah, I did that. Like even Trump, it's all out there now. He paid a woman for sex while his wife was pregnant. That's all fact. He doesn't even deny it anymore. He went from denying it to denying he paid for it to saying he didn't, you know, have knowledge of it to, okay, I might have had knowledge yeah. of it. But he still got his fucking job, you know? <laughs> nothing nothing changes that. Okay, it's a greater evil. You don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. What Did you, did you watch that uh, Gillette commercial that everyone's? I cried. What? I cried. I mean, you cried. I, cried. I got a little teary-eyed at the end. You know why? Why? Because you saw the commercial. For those of you who didn't see the commercial, well, you give them a rundown of what it is. So Gillette came out with a commercial that had nothing to do with Gillette. <laughs> and it didn't show one razor, mm-hmm. not one person, not one man shaving his face, nothing. Mm-hmm. And it was I, just... Uh, I think there was a shaving montage in there. No, it wasn't, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they, sure. they skipped over it. It was just pretty much a, yeah. a pretty PSA. Sure it was all the men looking themselves in the mirror, shaving. Was it? I don't remember yeah. that part. It's a PSA of like, yeah, which we need to hold ourselves. Yeah, which up a good point. If you're a Gillette shaving company, it should be more than a passing memory whether there was shaving in the commercial. Yeah, I, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah so it was, just, it was just a PSA of like mm-hmm. how, I guess every guy in the world's a piece of trash. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What?" I was like, "Whoa! Don't put me in this." Yeah. As I'm shaving my sack, but like, still, like basically, it was. Uh, it's time for men to start correcting the actions of yeah, other yeah. men, and you see all these things where I go, "That's going to lead to getting shot," you know. <laughs> uh, you know, it's fun. It's funny though because I, I actually, uh, I was like that in high school. The one big ass kicking I got was because there was a girl that rode my bus, and she dated this fucking scumbag. And one day she got on the bus and she had a black eye. And my friends asked her what happened. And she said her boyfriend did it. So like the next day at school, I went up to the guy at lunch. I saw him sitting with all his friends. And I just went up to him. And I was, I remember I had my little hockey jersey on because I was playing hockey back then. And I went over and I'm like, hey, just so you know, you hit your girlfriend again. You and I are going to have a problem. And he stood up and like shoved me. And it became a whole issue and stuff like that. And uh, then he went to take a swing. And my friends were holding me back. And they were holding him back. And then I, I'm like, come on, take a punch. I'm like, well, I got to do is shave my legs and grow tits, take a swing, you know? And uh, I thought I thought I was a badass. And then <laughs> I rode the bus home one day, and I get off the bus, and I walk home by myself, and all of a sudden his little fucking black El Camino pulls up, and he gets out and uh, beat the shit out of me. <laughs> I got a couple of shots in, but the guy was a foot and a half taller than me. What do you want? You well, know. that didn't work out well for you. Nope. So see Gillette. See what happens when you put your nose where it doesn't belong. <laughs> this story turned. 
It was yeah. not a happy ending. Yeah. You didn't get revenge or anything? You just got your ass whooping in. Uh, I didn't personally get revenge, but like, uh, I, he beat, he <laughs> beat. Dodge did. No, he, he beat, <laughs> he beat me up pretty sincerely, but, uh, I had a couple of really good friends who went and hunted him down. And by the time I came back to school, he was so fearful for his life. He had transferred to a different school. No, oh, that works so, out, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's not the most, you know, satisfying ass whooping, but okay. yeah, not at all. Not you want to win, but at the same time, you know, I've I've always been the uh, I only pick fights with guys that if I win, uh, people are gonna be like, "How the fuck did you win?" My dad told me a long time ago. There's no sense fighting someone your size or smaller. You know, you fight someone your size, you get your ass kicked. Guess what? You got your ass kicked. You fight someone smaller than you, they win. Now you got to live that down for the rest of your life. Right. You know, but you you take on a giant, they expect you to lose. If he slips and you win, fucking great. <laughs> Now you're a legend. Yeah, you know? but, but that Gillette commercial, I just felt like it was just kind of like uh, one-sided, and it just it was kind of bullshit to me. You know, my biggest problem with that Gillette commercial, at the end they have like a dad walking with like his son that's about one of my kids' ages, yeah. and they see a kid running from a pack of bullies, and the dad just grabs his son and pulls him across the street, and these bullies are beating up on this kid, and uh, the dad just goes over and like breaks it up. I really, really, really want to see that dad just throw like a good cross on like, <laughs> like a front kick oh, to the, just, the main bully. Bam! Boom! Like I get that it's like breaks up the whole thing, but I also think if the bullies see like the beatdown that a human being could give yeah. one person their size, they'd be like, "Let's not fuck with that kid." There's another part where like there's two boys wrestling, mm -hmm. and they're like, "Boys will be boys," mm -hmm. and they're like, "Oh, that's I like no, that's not wrong. You gotta let these boys let that aggression out because mm -hmm. like that's how." That's, Are you pitching your karate school again? Yeah. You're trying to get people that's back. That's why, because, like, that's why you got to, like, let these kids, like, yeah, let that, like, energy out. Because like, if not, they start being destructive. You've told me before, like, the way that I just walk through, like, out of 10, waiting for someone to bump into me in the mall just right. so I can, like, go off on me. You're like, dude, you got way too much aggression. You need you to get, really, get it gotta, out. You got to get it out somehow. You do. Like, I totally agree with that. It's, uh, I think all humans are, like, primal. Mm -hmm. Like, we're deep down, we're primal. So we, we want to, like, fight or yeah. hit something. Yeah, I go with that. And nine times out of ten, these douchebags that hit women is because they, they don't know better. They're, mm -hmm. they're, they're all they're all picked up. They don't up. know better? Like no one told them? Hey, yeah, like hit. no one told them. Like they just feel like they can just, they walk around, they probably have shitty parents. Mm -hmm. And then that's what happens. They usually like, they feel like they're See, I lean back and forth between this, uh, you know, like, hey, can we just agree you shouldn't hit a woman? I'm like, uh, can we just agree you probably shouldn't hit anybody? How about we should go with that? But then the issue I have with that is also that a lot of times I see all these guys, especially the online bullying and the talking shit right. and everything else that I, and maybe I'm older, but we talk about it a lot. Like there used to be consequences. Like if you ran your mouth, you get you got socked in the mouth. Yeah. You couldn't just go out and like free say and just make up shit. And there were consequences, right. you know? And so part of me, part of me still feels like that. Part of me feels like if you're going to, if you're going to talk the talk, and you're going to look for problems, and There's you're going to only... be a troll, and you're going to be a fucking asshole, then don't expect me to have your back when someone fucking pops you in the face. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, you're quick to pop somebody in the face, but let's... <laughs> Use your words, Mike! <laughs> oh, never mind. I do. My favorite word is thumb. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that was a weird commercial, and I just thought it was kind of like one-sided. Yeah. There's, there's another one where the dude... There's two dudes leaning on a uh, wall, and a girl walks by. And he's like, "Hey!" And it goes, "The guy's whoa, bro, not cool." Like that could have been like his 
wife yeah. that walked right by. That could have been like his woman just yeah. saying hi. Like it was the one dude standing outside, and then the other dude comes out and sees it. He's like, whoa, dude. Like yeah. the commercial doesn't even show. He if, didn't like smack her knew, ass or anything. It doesn't, it doesn't even show these guys were friends. It's like, or is this just a guy? Because I'm seeing like that's where problems are going to come in. Like it doesn't always work out like in my case. It's not always going to work out with like James Bond. Like, I believe the lady asked you to leave her. Yeah. You know? And then you got to beat down the girls like, don't you talk to my boyfriend like that. And it's like, what? The? I was defending your eye. I ain't got no honor. I'm like, I all right. Pussy wedgie. All right, Cardi B. Chill the fuck out. Go back to the politics. Yeah, I know what I mean. I don't know what we're going to do, but it's scary as shit. I'm scared, y'all. Mm. So uh, interesting. Uh, you hit me up today, and I said, hey, what are we going to do on the podcast today? Oh, we're doing this? And I guess I get, you're fucking set up, ready to go. I, I was set up, ready I was to go. a little bit shocked. For those of you, let's recap real Let's quick. recap. So, so we'll, apparently, look, last week. You know what? I even got it queued up. That mm -hmm. way you were like, oh, I didn't say that. Because, oh, do you have it? Yeah, you ready? Well, you love this new board. Yeah, I love I just picture why I leave you get naked and jerk off to this board. R relax, man. I don't have that on tape. Um, <laughs> move this out of the way while I set things. Oh, you got to block. I'm gonna have to turn you around in the chair. That way you uh, don't see. Yeah, the okay. setup. Anyways, uh, I'm gonna set up now? three cups real quick, and this is what this 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 is what we're talking about, by the way. So wait, so if I had a Coke here from, from I don't know Texas, and then there's a Coke from Mexico, I will take the Coke first Coke challenge. Yes, <laughs> I would do that. God, I hate when and my I, words. I would come get back. it right. You. Dude. I'd actually be able to tell you if it was You're from telling a bottle, me if I poured from a fountain, if it was the Mexican Coke or bottled in Atlanta. Yes, I would. No way. I would. No way. Yeah. No. All right. So mm -hmm. that was you mm -hmm. last week. Mm -hmm. So I went out and bought this damn Coca-Cola from Mexico. Yummy. I bought a Sam's Cola. Okay. And then just a regular old fashioned Coca-Cola that's in a can. Okay. I'm going to put in one of these Dixie cups. You're not going to know which one it is. Mm -hmm. You're going to take this test. Okay. If you don't get this right, what are the consequences? Um, well, number one, I can't do this. Why? Because my trainer says I'm not allowed to have soda. <laughs> Screw your trainer today. Your trainer's not here. This <laughs> you, is you, you're, you're literally here. You're my no, trainer. No, I, we're not. <laughs> Screw that. Screw that. I, I would love to do this and no, show you how it's you're done. You're doing but... the stupid challenge. <laughs> okay, should I turn around for this? All right, I'm turning around. I feel like we should bird box this, but I don't trust you to blindfold me. I'm uh, no, we're not gonna blindfold you. Cause I'm Watch open. it, Rice. I'm. Uh, I open up the bottle. Okay. I'm gonna open up the cans. Hold up. Let me move this around. And now you got this all set so that you know definitely what's. Yeah, involved. yeah, I got it numbered. Because so that's that way, my, that's my biggest problem. That'll, that'll I think suck. you're gonna mess this. No, up. I, I promise I won't cheat. I promise I won't cheat. I don't. All right, hold up. Put this off to the side. Uh, what number is this one? See? <laughs> See <you're already laughs> hold up, hold up. No, I got this. I got this. I'm looking first. And I guess I just can't put the cans next to it. Then the cans are freaking next to it. You'll see what it is. You really screwed and mixed them all around. Well, I am. But That's okay. As long as you know. All right, and all right. So I wrote my cheat sheet down. Okay. I'm gonna mix it up here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you okay here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're good. We're good. You all sure? Right. Yeah, we're 
All right. So now how you want to go about doing You can go this? drink whatever freaking one you want. And either you could tell me right when you drink it, or you could tell me afterwards. Right when I drink it or afterwards? Yeah. Okay, I got to check my palate. Let me rinse my palate <laughs> Dude, real you're quick. you're so full of shit. You don't, they're all, they all taste the same. Oh, yeah, if you want to hear that, you uh, swallow. Swallow. So Mike is drinking the first cup, and uh, he's trying to figure it out. Jesus Christ, you don't got to drink the whole damn cup, man. <laughs> Oh, so he's not gonna he's not gonna tell us what he thinks the first cup I'm, was. I'm gonna go through. Okay, so he's going through the second one now, and he's drinking that one. He's smelling it as if it has a different damn smell. It's not wine, you ass. It's Coke. He's smacking around, whatever. He's <laughs> are you gonna spit it out on the dog on the floor? And now he's drinking out of the third cup, <clears throat> figuring out which one it is. And now he's drinking water as if that's going to help. <laughs> I need to cleanse my palate <laughs> yeah, okay. in between. Dude, you don't know. I Just do know. Just admit it. You don't I do, know. I do know. You don't know shit. You're going to guess. Swear, if you guess right, I'm going to be pissed. You're gonna, <laughs> it's not going to be a guess. It's going to be I a huge that. guess. Do you mind? <laughs> Go ahead. My taste buds need to concentrate. Well, Jesus Christ. Man. How long are you going to have the people waiting? It's a very... Uh, you wouldn't do this to a wine taster. Yes, I would. Yeah, I would. <laughs> Just want to get the body. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, okay. You, so are I'm you gonna ready? say, all right. Hang on. I right, say so he's back to the first cup. Okay, this is definitely not Coke. So this is number one, and that's not Coke. All right, you're right. That's a Sam's Cola. What the? Yeah. All right, that's a that's a giveaway. Yeah. All right, whatever. Yeah. All right. All right. So, so, so now I'm down to these two. Now you're down to those two, mm -hmm. which are, you know, automatically are, they're both Coca-Cola. Okay. And here's the thing about Coca-Cola. Uh, if it's bottled or canned in the U S then it contains high fructose corn syrup. If it's bottled in Mexico, they use sugar cane. That's the big difference between Mexican Coke and U S Coke. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Jose is using sugar cane to put in your Coke. 100%. They actually, uh, Google it. They actually had a big uproar because the Mexico, <laughs> the Mexico bottler was thinking of switching to high fructose. And so many people said, no, no. He's wiping his balls. Like give this his pinchy weddle and freaking throwing it into your drink. You're drinking the whole damn Coke, man. Yeah. I'm I didn't even pour it that much. Dude. I told you I didn't want to do this because. <laughs> what are you? Are you having withdrawals now? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, if this oh, is the only. Oh my god! Like, believe me, there's nothing more pleasurable <laughs> than having you watch me drink something that you strictly prohibit. It's, it's like not cocaine, it, it's, damn it! It's, it's like go. smoking in front of your parents or swearing in front of. It's like you. You told me to do this. I, I kind of want to drink this stupid Mexican Coke. Don't you? It's delicious. Let's see what the hell the difference. Which I still think is the same. I have never tried it. Oh my gosh, dude! Are you? You might get hard to concentrate right now. <sighs> Should have had like a Price Is Right waiting song. Okay. All right, you ready? Uh, number two is the uh, Mexican Coke or Spanish Coke, and number three is Alvacan. Son of a 
a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Are you shitting me? Did you guess Are it? you shitting you me? Are you shitting me? Nah. 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 What's in it for me? Yeah. Undefeated. Coca Cola. Coke. Hold on. It tastes the same, man. Yeah, it tastes no, the same as a regular Coke. No, no guessing, dude. How pissed are you right now? You seem a little... Same, ugh, gross. Same crap, man. Dude, no. It's like I told you. I've drinking. I've had Coke since I was... I think we talked about this last week. I think I was drinking out of a bottle when I was like three months old. And like, you know, I just know Coke. Like, I'm not going to question you on what <sighs> penises taste like. Back to this, really? <laughs> what? That's what you went with this? What would you say? What do you eat a lot of besides penis? <laughs> <laughs> what do you put in your mouth frequently besides penises? Like, I'm looking for a good comparison for you, something you would know. You can just say wise. rice and beans. I eat rice and beans a lot. Do you eat rice and beans? Yeah. Can you tell the difference between, like, brands? Like, if you pick up the wrong no, not stuff? not at all. Really? <laughs> uh, baby's mama today uh, bought, like, really organic white bread. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? And she, like, she's been, she gets healthy stuff. And I'm fine with that. But there's a line, too. You know, this stuff, like, the loaf of bread was so heavy. That's when I first realized it wasn't regular bread. Because I pulled, I pulled, yeah, now I got, because I don't drink, (laughs) haven't drank soda in a week. (laughs) There we go. That was Kermit. Um But, like, yeah, so she brings home this bread, and we keep it in a bread box above the fridge, and I take it, and, I like, automatically, I'm like, this is a fucking brick of bread. It, like, weighed so much. And I guess it's, like, like, I get that you can get, like, the whole grain, and blood, but this stuff was, like, that artisan-type crap, and it, it really, I pulled it out, and I made toast out of it, and you shouldn't have toast that's chewy, you know? <laughs> like, like, I bit into this stuff, and I was like, it's, it's like gummy. I think it was just held like together. Gluten free, blah blah blah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's some Indian family somewhere just takes the <laughs> wheat clay and puts it into a pot and uses their saliva to hold it together and then bakes it in a clay oven and then cuts it up with like a fucking. <laughs> it was it was horrible, dude. Like bread, she just. I'm not a bread f- fucking snob. Like I just want give me fucking wonder bread or even honey wheat that's fine why no, do I, I'm, I'm with you on the bread thing why do i have to have especially it was falling apart it wasn't even holding my sandwich i'm with but, you on the bread thing great now back to the coke thing well i think you're just more happy that i brought you coke that you can just drink i'm not gonna drink that crap you can finish that if you want oh you Look can have you. the uh you can? can have the sam's cola how does a sam's cola taste like taste it you can you Oh, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> that's bad. Finally, I've converted one person. Oh, man, it tastes like cardboard. Yeah, Sam, Sam's Club Cola is when you, like, invite that one friend and, like, I'll pick up the Coke and he shows up with oh, that stuff and you're like, what what, what do we do to you, man? Man, I'd rather just drink the Coca-Cola. I'd rather eat the can than drink the Sam's <laughs> Cola. Yeah. Oh, the calories are higher than the Sam's one than the regular one. What's the calories on a Sam's Cola? 160 and the other uh, Coca-Cola is 140. And what's the calories on this one? 150 because has cocaine in it yeah because it's uh <laughs> where's the sugar uh yeah right here carbonate water cane sugar whereas those are i went to uh do you think coke will listen to this and give me a, like a lifetime supply for being such a i mean hell I'll, I'll rock Coca-Cola, too, if they give me a... <laughs> if they pay Send me at least a coke shirt i would know? rock the hell out of Coca-Cola every mm-hmm. day yeah but uh, 
All right, well, whatever. I guess my theory was wrong. And uh-huh. you, you thought I was bullshitting, huh? I mean, I think you just got a lucky guess, but it's okay. What do you mean I got a lucky guess? I right. took my time. I did it right. All right. You know what actually uh, tipped it off more so with the uh, the bald Coke and the other Coke? What? Uh, was the... Uh, cheated? No, there was no cheating. Oh. Was the uh, the l- level of carbonation, actually. Like, I don't know why the can seemed more like it was a fizzier. Like, the bottle, that's the thing with these bottles. You pop them open, and, like, I'll be sitting there at Gringo's drinking the bottle, and if I just take my time, you can almost, it almost goes flat quicker, if that makes sense, whereas the can stays carbonated longer. That might so be that was my science. That was my up. deciding choice. So there. you guessed. No, I didn't guess. So you just admitted it. You guessed it. No. What I say? <laughs> I don't know. I'll just give you a stare yeah, down. I was going to say if you lied. I, I, <laughs> no, I think I think I stated that I could tell the difference between the two based on taste. All I right. believe carbonation is part of that—the flat or the crispiness of it. Uh, crispiness, crispy these. <laughs> <laughs> you are the sorest loser I've ever met. <laughs> not, not a loser. I hope Cardi B does this challenge just so you're happy. <laughs> well, then I'll believe what she says. <laughs> I know you will. Oh, man. We didn't talk about this uh, a couple of weeks ago, but I took my kids to the uh, Lake Eola Farmer's Market. And okay. They had a face painter there. And I was just thinking about awkward moments in my life. And uh, we had just... What, what'd you do now? Who'd you fight at the no, farmer's the market? No, the, the boys love getting their faces painted. <laughs> you okay? beat up the face painter for painting? Not at all. Being love face painters. Face, love face. Face. face painting is one of those things I always wanted to learn to do. Like, I always, I'm always i in awe when I see a good face painter somewhere. Like, if you go Universal, they got the right. people out there doing the airbrushing. Or Mandy Eileen Schiff, good friend of the show. Amazing body painter and face painter. And yeah, she's, she's awesome. She's ridiculous how good she is. Uh... Didn't she do a picture of a dog? For, no, we talked about that. No, she did picture for Charlie. Charlie, and I was like, man, I want that done. For my dog of Kiba. Kiba. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that is. I want him done with Kiba and Royce. Um, yeah, but she, she, she's great amazing. artist. Yeah, she's a she's a kick ass artist. But um, so we we were there, and the boys love getting their face paint. But whenever we go to like a festival or a fair or park. And we had just seen uh, Spider-Man, was it, Into the Spideyverse? Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, Aiden wanted to be Miles Morales Spider-Man, right? <laughs> okay. So, we're waiting online. She's the only face painter there. It's a crowded day. And uh, we go up. We sit down. And uh, sure enough, Aiden sits down. And she, he's like, I want to be a Spider-Man. But, you know, it's a newer character to this face paint. Like, I'm sure she's done a ton of Spider-Man. Oh, no. So I pull up a picture oh, no. of, like, Spider-Man. I'm like, but instead of the red mask, he wants that black. Instead of the uh, black webs, he wants those silver and then white around the eyes. How are you this is with going? The, with the red or, yeah, the red lines around the eyes. And she's like, oh, okay, no problem. So basically she, she just, just went right into it. She just went right into it with the full on black face with the, <laughs> with, with the, but for, she did the big white circles around oh the eyes my first gosh. and then, and people walking by, you could start going, you know, everybody else again, like princess or sharks or tigers. And here's my kid just white as the day is long and just full black face, but big white, he looked like those horrible like all those pictures from old theater from like day. old disney yeah <laughs> yeah he looked like i you take a picture 
I didn't take a picture at that stage of it because I was more like just trying to use my body to shield him from walking. <laughs> but it, it, I was like, oh, can you hurry up and get those webs on before this becomes a riot? So your kid was like, oh, I want to be Black Spider-Man. Basically. And she was like, okay. Yep. And she starts off making him blackface. Yep. <laughs> was she nope. a white painter? Nope. Black? Yep. Black lady? Yep. And she was like, ah, whatever. Yep. Really? It's a kids don't know. Kids Nobody don't knows. know, but she knew. But there were people like I wasn't the only one. There were people online that were kind of like, mm, "What's he going with oh, over there?" Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. That's but you have a picture. Uh, I think I got a picture of the finish. Yeah, thing. I want to see it. Yeah, and then Ollie just wanted to be a pirate. So <laughs> he, he was safe. Yeah, he, just give me a black eye, and we call it a day. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you something. I felt like I was about to get a black eye. <laughs> Oh man! So what you've been watching? Uh, like I'm, I really want to see the. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not a big R. Kelly. I'm not even interested in it. But so much hype is coming up about that documentary. Like, is it on YouTube? Or you got to like have cable? R. Kelly. I think it's on YouTube. I'll look. Gotta it check up. it out. But uh, also, I guess Hulu and Netflix both this week launched uh, documentaries about the Fire Fest, which was this one. That's yeah. Entrepreneur and uh, Ja Rule, I guess, was the big name. But like, yeah, because I brought BS. it up to you before and you were like, yeah, hey, I don't remember. And then we started talking I'm like, like two years ago in the Bahamas, yep. they charged something like thousands of dollars and you were supposed to get like this private little uh, bungalow and like just uh, all this personalized chef and as was it like uh, really nice food dishes and everything right, else right, and right. all these music concerts and I think all the they had some of the Kardashians tweeting about it to get people, and it was sold out in like two hours right. or something like that. So, and the ball, first off, it was just a bunch of rich assholes that went. Yeah. So so you don't feel too. I bad. didn't feel bad one bit. Mm -hmm. Then they got served like bullshit grilled cheese sandwiches. Yes, yeah, they showed you the to go container, <laughs> the styrofoam to go container, and it didn't even look like the bread was toasted. It looked like. It looked like the shitty bread that <laughs> baby's got, mama brought home with like slices of American cheese, not even like deli cheese. Like it looked like they had peeled the, maybe they didn't even pull the plastic off and like, and a bottle of water. Uh. <laughs> and then it started raining. So all the mattresses, they still weren't set up. Well, they, so, their tent, they were just in like shitty little tents. It, it was basically like FEMA. Yeah, and then Ja Rule never showed up. Why would you? It was, it was like... <laughs> Oh, it was just like, a, I remember all that. People were making fun of it. They were there, but they're all rich assholes. So I didn't care. Yeah. And then the guy, I guess he was a young guy, like in his early 20s, who just happened to meet Ja Rule on a flight and come up with this whole idea while they were like passing through the Bahamas. Like, let's get this island and do a festival, <laughs> yeah. you know? And uh, yeah. And then he was going into debt. So he just kept borrowing from people telling them no no it's great everything we're gonna make a ton of money so i guess uh he got hit with a ton of embezzlement uh embezzlement charges and fraud and everything else and that's on netflix crazy. it's yeah. a documentary yeah is this a one time or is it like a series no i think it's just one shot all right good netflix re i guess netflix and hulu are going back and forth like they you know how sometimes movies come out and it's like wait a minute that's the same fucking movie like Ants and a Bug's Life came out around the same time. Right, 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 right. I guess Hulu and Netflix are doing that with documentaries. They're both releasing documentaries about the same thing right around the oh, same time. Oh, different people just saying crap? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so we'll have to go. What other movies are like that? There was a whole list of them that came out. Like like Paul 
Paul Blart Mall Cop came out the same time that Observe and Report came out. I think one was with Seth Rogen someone and one, Rogen someone was with... Kevin James. Yep. And then uh, what was that? Like um, White House Down or whatever came out. Yeah. And then there like, was another one that was basically the same thing. Same White crap. House taking over. And there's tons of movies like that. But that's, that's Hollywood though, man. Yeah, but it's, it's always weird when it ends up, you know, right around the same time release, you know. It almost uh, feels like someone went somewhere, pitched a movie, and they're like, ah, we're going to pass on that. And then they go and do it. And, they and then they it. go and do something <laughs> like that. You know? so. Yeah, there's a list of it. I, if you'd have told me, I would have pulled up a list. I don't have anything. I Not did. prepared. I didn't know. We were, you were too busy thinking you were going to skunk me on the Coca-Cola challenge. I did, and I'm kind of disappointed in that. Really? Yep. I thought you'd be happy for my success. No, no, no. That's all. the problem with friends, dude. <laughs> Cause, yeah. They don't want to see you succeed. I, I do want to see. I do want to see you succeed. Just not in drinking Coca Cola. I didn't no. want to drink it. I said no. I don't get to drink this damn Coca Cola. It's almost a sin. Like for you guys watching it, this is this is a Mexican Coke. I can't leave. Like I know I shouldn't have Oof, this. Man, I haven't had a Coke in a long time. This is you should have stuck with the Mexican Coke. This is <laughs> good. I'm just gonna. And you know what else that I was reading about this? Some some people say the Mexican Coke is the best Coke out there. But then other people say it's actually f the drinking from the uh, glass bottle is what adds to the whole quote unquote experience, experience or whatever. flavor. Yeah, which I can get that. Like I, I guess if you want to live like you're in a '90s commercial, I do. <laughs> Go ahead, do it for the camera. Turn the bottle. You got. Come on, advertise. You got your finger over the damn label. Come on. I'm do sorry. That again. I'm not used to doing that. There you go. Coca-Cola towards the camera. There you go. And take a sip. Oh, I can't wait for Sanchez to edit that. Oh, yes. Oh, the Photoshop <laughs> that's going to come out of that. <laughs> oh, yes. You son of a bitch. Oh, remember that dick-sucking thing you are talking about? Yep. All right, we'll see what happens now with the magic of Photoshop. Oh, man. So, uh, not to get away from things, but uh, I think Orlando County scene kind of got a cool little shout-out. On um, crashing. Crashing Pete on HBO Holmes? with Pete Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's actually some debate over whether it was a shout out or whether it was an uh, insult. But I got to tell you, uh, I saw it and I laughed and I thought it was kind of cool. I think it was a shout out. You got it? Uh, yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. I think it was a shout out. So let me set up the scene for you. Uh, Crashing is a great series on HBO. It uh, stars Pete Holmes. It has a lot of uh, other great comics doing the writing for it. I think it's produced by Judd Apatow. Uh very, very funny show, and it's about basically Pete Holmes. It's semi-autobiographical, I guess. It's about a comic starting out and moving up. And uh, on this uh, season, he basically ended last season with getting some college road work, Pete Holmes' character. And uh, he meets a kid while he's on a college tour who's just starting out in comedy. Uh, Pete Holmes takes a liking to him and says he should come to New York and do some uh, stages, you know, get out of Maryland where they're at and go to New York and try some stages. And the kid's like, I don't know. And Pete Holmes is like, uh, well, why don't you go ahead and play the clip? Go ahead and play the clip. Yeah. All right, here we go. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. Dude, what are you doing in Maryland? Going to college. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're three hours from the greatest comedy scene in the world. In the world. Orlando, Florida. <laughs> no, no, man. I think that was a shout Everybody. out. I think that was a shout out. Yeah. Cheers. I think Cheers. that was a good little. So so when I saw it, I laughed because, look, um, I'm very proud of the Orlando comedy scene. I really am. Okay. I moved up from South Florida to be a part of this scene back in 2009. 
Uh, we do have a lot of great open mics, and we have produced some very successful comics. Uh, just last week, coincidentally, Preacher Lawson, who came in eighth uh, two seasons ago on America's Got Talent, he's actually on America's Got Talent Champions, right? And he was yep. on that last week, right? Or was that the week before? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Uh, also, two weeks ago, uh, Sean Ferdy, who started out right here with us, uh, originally from Ireland, so he probably knows all about injecting semen. <laughs> that's, but, why, uh, that's why he has that... Uh, pasty white skin <laughs> but he started out uh down here with us and did great moved up to new york uh started getting some good following with the roast battles and he stuff became, like that uh, number one roast comic in new york oh wow yeah. and uh yeah he uh got his shot on jimmy fallon did a great job so and then uh even in a lesser sense you know you got jb ball who's touring the country right now jb uh, tampa comic but i think he'll be the first one to say he got a lot of stage time in orlando that helped him out yep. it was always a part of our scene always considered one of ours you know, there's so many, and just uh, speaking Central Florida-wise, there's so many great comics that come from around this area. Um, yeah, so when I heard that, I didn't take it as an insult. I took it as, look, as, as happy as I am with our scene, as happy as I am that gives so many comics time and we come up with these great rooms, there's no way we compete with New York. There's no way we compete with the number of rooms, the number of opportunities, you know, that you get from being in New York, you know, but what we've always told, even Preacher, Preacher went out to LA earlier, he went out once and came right back, you know, and everybody felt like, man, maybe you hang out here for a couple of years. Why are you so worried about going out there? He went out there. He couldn't get stage time. He walked like three hours once to get to an open mic and then yeah. couldn't get up. You know, but then he came back here and he had the time. We got the open mics. And there's a couple of comics out in L.A. right now who Christoph Jean, Ray Ray's. Yeah, they're there for vacation slash hitting trying to hit open mics. And if you look at it, uh, Ray Ray's have posted something. He's like, when I get back to Orlando, I'm going to smack the shit out of the first person that claim complains about any of our open Dude, mics. It's all a uh, potluck style. And potluck style. Like who you know, you can, 86 people waiting around to get 12 spots, maybe. Three minutes. Unless some comic that with a decent name shows up and wants to do time that night. Yeah, then you're pumped so off. It's like I tell everybody, you know, oh, uh, Jiggy, another great Orlando comic that's doing good things. Got the gig opening up for the Impractical Jokers, and now he's uh, doing his own shit. I think he's at the Boston Garden this weekend or something, or was at Boston Square last night. So, yeah, I mean, Orlando gives you plenty of opportunities to work on your material, get up every night, you Pretty know? Pretty much. Yeah. So, that being said, uh, there's no way we compete with New York as far as, you know, just being industry around you all the time. So, I felt like when Pete Holmes had said, you know, hey, you're three hours away from the, you know, greatest mecca of comedy in the world, and the guy kind of said, yeah, Orlando, Florida... It wasn't like, yeah, fuck the, or, you know, yeah. we produce, we do, you know, but I guess some comics on the Orlando scene and so here's I the, know, I didn't know if you got to talk about it or not. Yeah. No, I, I saw a couple of comics who, for lack of a better word, don't really, aren't really, I wouldn't call them comedians, but okay. Yeah. They just kind of like, they do comedy every blue moon. The, I don't know. Not even. There's there's people getting there's people get <laughs> there's people it. getting offended by this yeah. uh, in Orlando that I'm like well number one I don't really think you don't get me wrong you don't represent Orlando number one there 
And yeah, I don't want to. So, yeah. And you, great. Now we look like we can't take a joke, like you said earlier. Like, great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Some comics have reached out or made statements. Send a freaking email to Pete Holmes. Yeah. And I kind of feel like great way to show that we have a great sense of humor by not taking a fucking joke. And I also kind of felt like it was one of the writers of the show is Michael Lawrence. I met Michael Lawrence when he was starring out in South Florida before he moved up to New York. And Michael Lawrence makes no bones. He does not like Florida. He hates the state of Florida. Okay. But even knowing that, I didn't take that as Mike. Even I'm not even sure maybe he wrote it or had input on it or anything like that. But, you know, he's always been cool with all the comics and everything like that and supportive. So... I just took it as a funny little. Right. We're not three hours from Maryland. Number one. Did did the did the guy that wrote the email to Pete Holmes? Did he post it? Like, did he do a screenshot? He did. We should all do a screenshot of him and then write Pete Holmes saying we don't we don't we don't vouch <laughs> for this piece of shit. Like this asshole doesn't speak for us. Like just yeah. Oh, what like, a just dick. Take a joke. What a douche. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a shout out to Orlando. So, um, I think Hannibal Burris a couple of years ago had said something about Orlando comedy. Did too. he? Yeah. What did he say? I forget. It was before the Bill Cosby thing. Like bad or? Yeah, like took a shot at it. But I was kind of like, um, yeah, who cares? Who gives a shit? Yeah. Everybody sits shits on the city. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Obviously, that didn't incite enough stuff. They had to come up with that Bill Cosby shit. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> he has started that, and then... Yeah. No, I, I'm very, very happy with our scene. I'm very happy with the opportunities it gives people. And uh, if you're not getting stage time in Orlando, Florida... The, that's your fault. Yeah. I mean, hell, I think we're the... Improv is the most generous... When it comes to giving stage time to new comedians. We're one of the few improvs right now. Our improv is still allowing off-night shows by locals. Simp a lot of the other improvs and Funny Bones aren't doing like Tuesday or Wednesday shows no. or even Thursday. And part of the reason is uh, Orlando, we actually have the talent to support it and put on a decent show with yeah. different comics, you know, all the time. So. I don't know, man. I just, I, I actually thought it was kind of cool. I was watching it. I liked the series. I saw that and the way they laughed it off. Even Pete Holmes wasn't just when he, when the other dude goes, uh, Jabuki, I think was the name of the comic. Jabuki goes, I know Orlando, Florida. Pete Holmes wasn't like, no, fuck Orlando. Yeah, what yeah. are you talking? It was more like, the, come on, man. No, New yeah. York. New York. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah. F the guy that I wrote an email to him, douchebag. Um, yeah. I want to say his name, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish. I guess that's who do you think represents Thor? There's so many different factions. who represents Orlando. Yeah, like we were gonna represent Orlando. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Uh, I will say Ken. Yep. Ross Pageant because of sure. the radio. Sure. I will say you and James Yon. Thanks. Mm. And there's younger guys coming up that will. Yeah, but like state, like if I was to put some, like if I was gonna put a showcase where it's like the best of the best. Oh yeah. Uh, and like we we're going head head up competition level. Yeah. Oh, those people. Mm, I think the wild card would be Jersey. The wild card would be Jersey. If not Jersey, it would be um, Ryan Holmes. That would be kind of the wild just because of radio, because like their their faces are out there so much. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't. Who are your not just specifically Ryan, but I'm talking about like I don't I don't factor in the the fact you that don't you factor have, the radio. No, okay, no, because there's a different like I deal with radio people daily, 
I'll I deal just, with DJs daily. Okay. And a lot of these DJs and on-air personalities get their jokes handed to them by wires and everything else. So I'm just, I'm talking about who do you see out there, like, in the clubs? Who do you see That's doing what I'm the saying. shows? Like, these are people who do you I, see? Oh, well, that, yeah. that, that eliminates those people. <laughs> Not necessarily. Ross is always working. He has a... Well, me... Well... Ryan's still out there Ro- doing shows. You know? Yeah, you, uh, Ross, Ken. Because mm-hmm. uh, James Young doesn't do open mics that much. He just does a lot of shows. Yeah, well, that's a working comic. Okay. Yeah. So I thought you meant like just like in Orlando. I thought you, I thought just Orlando base. That's yeah. it. Not touring though. I wasn't counting the touring and all that. Just someone you hear daily and weekly. So sure. that's why I was. That's why I was counting the radio. Oh, okay. Mm, I guess. That's I don't know it. what. I guess what I'm saying is there's a ton of people I feel represent. And it's not even. There's not a number on it. There's people. No, who there's have, not a number. There are people who've been their hands in the scene. You know. Kevin White's ran rooms, you've ran rooms, you know, anyone who, <laughs> anyone, anyone who contributes to the scene, I feel like that's a huge thing, but it almost feels like, uh, some of the people who are taking offense to it, I'm like, I, I'm on the scene like all the time. I don't know who you are. The people that are taking offense to it, they're not even on the scene. And the people that take offense to it, they're not even hosting and they've been in it longer than us. Some of them have, mm-hmm. I know one of them has been longer than me mm-hmm. and he's still not hosting the improv. Still not hosting for bonkers. Still not doing a good clean five minute set. I'm, I'm not like, saying names, but I'm just saying. Yeah. You can't say you're a representative of Orlando if you're not working in Orlando. Yeah. So and, that's just me. And don't get offended or defensive if you don't see the guys who do represent the scene getting offended or defensive. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? So whatever i kind of felt like it was like uh hey guys look what's being said about us and everybody's he like, wanted people to rally with him yeah and, and we're all like no, and we're everybody's good. like no we're cool man <laughs> it was kind of cool to get a shout out like yeah. even ken, ken miller he's like well orlando scene is fire yeah. you know yeah well we might be losing that title with that, with that whole i4 battle with tampa because none, none, none of uh is that set hitters, up right now i think it is really who's on it i don't I think it's like all like the open micers <laughs> versus probably like Tampa's best at the moment. I saw um, there's a comedy class competition from the SAC stand-up comedy class. I saw that. What was that about? And the Karma Balloon stand-up. Oh, that's what's happening? The improv. And Interesting. They actually have a date. I think it's three comics from each class. And I got to see that. I wouldn't mind going to see that. Yeah. Um, funny thing is I filled in at both those classes <laughs> you're a teacher at both of them yeah i've been a teacher at both of them so like ali flores runs the uh stand-up comedy classes over at sac and uh Carvalone runs the uh classes over at the orlando improv and uh if they're sick or on the road they give me a call they're like hey you want to come fill in i'm like it's good money yeah. So. <laughs> yeah it's um do you like steve harvey doesn't believe if you're in a comedy class mm-hmm. you shouldn't be doing comedy do you believe that my personal take on this, and this is what I tell people when I go and cover the comedy classes. I'm like, no matter what you learn in here, the only way you're going to get better at this is to go out, hit the open mics, and get on stage as much as possible. It's the simplest, That's the only most way you're honest yeah. advice. That being said, I, I don't, I get why comedy classes have a bad, you know, stigma to them amongst quote unquote real comics, right? But you got to remember, a lot of these people had no idea how to get into stand-up comedy. Right, so and a lot they, of them don't know how to talk to people either. They're yeah. They're horrible. So they go to the Orlando Improv. They see a comedy show with someone they really enjoyed. And when they're leaving, they see a flyer that says, do you want to do this too? 
And they go, this is the way to take the first steps. And then it's billed as being taught by someone who has experience, excuse me, doing what you want to do, which uh, I think it was, um, I forget who said it, maybe Rockefeller who said, if, you know, it's very simple. If you want to do something, find someone who's already doing it, do what they did, you know, and right. that's how, I mean, you're a, you're a karate instructor for crying out loud. Oh yeah. Well, I, all I do is copycat. Yeah. So so I get why people go there, and then some people don't want to get thrown into that open. They go to an open mic, and it just let, let's let's face it. If you're a new person at an open mic, you're usually entered like shit, unless you have a decent host or something else. And it's got nothing to do with you as a person. It's usually as a host, you're already dealing with the bump list from last week. You're dealing with needy comics from this week. You're dealing with out of town comics. So when someone comes up to you and goes, "Hey, I was thinking of doing comedy," the first thing you go is, "Don't." You know? Yeah, yeah. So they don't always get treated the best. They don't always get priority. They get bumped when there's a working comic coming through that needs to work out. So that's just how it goes. So with when you take these classes, it's usually twelve to fifteen people in the class. And you're getting private one-on-one, you know, with someone who knows at least enough to tell you how to get your foot in the door doing comedy. And there's no, I don't, when I do the class, I don't teach people like, okay, here's what funny is. It's more about going over the basics of what you should be trying to work on and what you should be staying away from. And all dick jokes, just do dick jokes after dick jokes. Talk about eating ass a lot. Eating ass jokes. And uh, abortion jokes, yeah. people love it. Yeah, but I mean, you do some writing exercises and stuff like that. And uh, if it works for people, great. If not, but I will tell you that stand-up comedy is the one facet where if you take a class to try to get better, apparently you're a fucking asshole and an idiot. Because it's not like you go in for surgery and you're like, so have you done these before? And the surgeon's like, well, look, they wanted me to go to medical school, but I just went and sat in at a bunch of other operations. <laughs> and fuck it, I learned on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing else. I, I took those acting classes for a while. And even big name actors are always in, they're, they're taking classes. They're always doing something, trying to better themselves or learn a different angle. Even if you take a class simply to learn, nah, that's not me. You know, you're always trying to better yourself, but with comedy, it's one of those things like you took a class. Yeah, you took a class, you ain't a comic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I took the class back in the day. Did you? I took two classes. At the improv? Yeah. Was that back when Menke was running it? Yeah. And I was like, ooh, I do not like this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then um, who who, who, who told me to stay with it? Mm -hmm. Someone told me to stay with it. They're like, nah, man, just do open mics. You don't need to do this. I was like, oh, okay. That's what I, then I did other bar and well, all that stuff. Here's the thing. You can learn what you're going to learn in a comedy class and more if you go to open mics and you just fucking are cool with people. And sometimes that's going to be hard because sometimes people are going to treat you like shit because you're new. But you need to stick around, pay your dues. They, yeah, and they treat find, you like black sheep. And comics love to share. Like how many times have we helped out new people or taken someone new on the road? And that's, that's where Never. you're going to get your first gigs. <laughs> Yeah, but that's where you're going to get your first gigs. It's going to be someone who saw you at open mic going, hey, man, I got a show this weekend. Why don't you come out to a guest buy in front of a real audience or something like that? You know, I spent a lot of starring out comedy sending VHS tapes or, you know, demos with headshots. VHS tapes. In a big yellow. So bookers, bookers, once you get in, you realize bookers could give a shit about those unsolicited, you know, here, take a look. They got stacks of that shit. It makes all the difference when someone like Pat Garrity or Ken Miller works at club and then the booker goes, hey, do you know anyone else I should get in here? And they're like, oh, yeah, you got to get this guy in here. So yeah. it's really about connections and relationships. So if taking that class is going to help you build connections, great. If you're not 
comfortable with going to an open mic and taking some shit until someone sees something worthwhile. A lot of people go out, do their first open mic and think they need to get their first paid gig right after that. You know? Oh man. Wait, when do you think I can start hosting or featuring? I mean, oh, what? I killed in there. Did you see? I brought like, yeah, you brought 50 of your friends. Yeah, you brought out. all your friends and they're well, all cheering for you, which I tell people all the time. Like, you know, you can get, I always put, when I do showcases, I always put brand new people on the show. Well, are you putting him on? I'm funnier. Can you bring 50 people? Because that guy can. Yep. There's no doubt you're funnier, but I've put funny people on the show in between the people that I know can also bring out people. Because when you got a brand new person and you put them up on stage at the improv, if they've only been doing comedy for like a few months and maybe have five minutes that they can string together, they're going to bring out everybody from their office, all their family, because they're playing a, a room, you yeah. know? Meanwhile, there's nights that, like, uh, I put Ken Miller on any showcase I do because he's funny as fuck, and that's for the audience. But there's no one coming out specifically as he can, you know, because they can go see him do an hour somewhere else. Or, yeah. more importantly, he's local. People are like, oh, I see Ken all the time, you know? Yeah. So whenever you do a showcase, it's a good mix of, or at least when I do them, it's a good mix of people I know who can bring people, but also a good mix of people that the audience isn't going to feel like, shit, how many more of these do we have to sit through? You know? Yeah. So speaking of which, you on any, uh, anything this week? I am, which I've realized today. I am on Jake Rika's room Thursday night, Iron Cow. Nice. 8.30. Nice. So I guess that's around Milk Milk District. I haven't been. Yeah, so I don't He's know. got some other room he asked me to do. And I was like, oh. I, I just found that out. He's running the Nook. That might have been it. Yeah. yeah. So he's running that now, too. Cool. So he's running two rooms in mm -hmm. the same area, I guess. Hmm. And then over at the Improv tomorrow night, we got Jeff Jones, right? Samantha Ivy. Samantha, who just did our uh, podcast. And, and podcast uh, and Ali Flores. Mm -hmm. There's one more I'm missing. Cool. Um, I don't know. And then I think, uh, is it this Thursday? Maybe is, uh, what's her name? What's her name? Catherine. Catherine oh, from Tampa. From Tampa? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's Thursday? Is that this well, Thursday? I don't know. I, I know, know Wednesday's. I mean, I know Sunday's Genesis. Sunday's Genesis, and then who did we say was Eddie the, Griffin for Eddie the weekend Griffin for this Friday, weekend. Saturday. That'll be cool. You have a lot of cursing. Yep. Have <laughs> you seen him perform before? Eddie? Yeah. Yes. Have you opened for him? No, but man, he mm -hmm. used the N word so much oh, yeah. that I'm just like, I feel like I shouldn't be here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like even like I think Ken was at the show with me. He's like, man. He buries me in N words. <laughs> and like, that says a lot. That's a, dude, he uses the N words so much. I might just, want to check him out. I'm in town this weekend, so it's interesting. Yeah. But man, is he just na 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 like, all right. <laughs> check. But yeah. yeah, I uh yeah, I've I've had I've had time off lately. I didn't really schedule much because I've been doing that project or working on that stuff with James. And I was thinking that would have taken off by now, but like everything, it's just slow moving, which is fine. But also, because <laughs> James is slow moving, <laughs> boom. But uh, also, last week, man, I had to get I I put in for the uh, late night writers workshop with NBC again. Nice. Yeah, I did it a couple of years back and made in the top six percent. So basically, what it is is you once a year they hold uh, basically auditions, and they ask for writers. <laughs> we need people. 
yeah. that, don't, that don't value their life enough. It, it's actually designed for more diversity in the writing staff. So they're looking for uh, people of different ethnic backgrounds and largely females. But that doesn't stop me from putting in every year. <laughs> You know, because th there's actually a video where they're like, the writer's room is largely dominated by middle-aged white men. I'm like, okay, well, where do, how do I talk to those guys? Yeah. You know? <laughs> but I, I put in every year because, you know, I, they've given me hope by writing back and being like, hey, you made our top 6%. We're going to do an interview and blah, blah, blah. And I really do want to end up with a writing job eventually. I would love to write for late night. So uh, the what they have you do is they have you send in a writer's packet and it's two pages of monologue jokes, like the jokes you would see Fallon or uh, Conan do up front, you know, topical stuff, political stuff, just quick one-liner stuff, two pages of despots, kind of like Jimmy Fallon's thank you notes. Like, so you write that and two SNL length sketches. Oh, okay. So you put that all together, you send it in, then they have people from the show read it over and they get in touch if they want you to, if they want to invite you up to uh, basically do an internship for the week at 30 Rock. So basically you go up where they film SNL and uh, Fallon and all that, and you meet other writers and you work on your packet. And the whole goal that week is to build your packet up to something that you can shop around and try to get a writer's position. And uh, starting writer's salary for a, like low level, just one of the writers on a 30 person writer's talk show, uh, four grand a week. Damn. So, Will you have to move, though? I would. I was going to say, you have to leave Orlando. Hell yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, re you, you ready to do that? Just, like, screw it and pack the kids up and go? All that except packing the kids up. Oh, so you'll... I know how to send a check. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't wait to cross this road. <laughs> no, nah, man. It's so far from that, though. It's so far from that. What's but... up with AGT, then? AGT, haven't heard back, supposed to hear by the end of the month. Oh, the end of the month? Comes. Yeah. Okay. But um, but also, AGT uh, had put out a post, one of the producers had put out a post a couple, like, I guess last week, that they're still looking for stand-ups for AGT. Even after they did all these auditions, they're still looking for stand-ups. And the criteria they're looking for is jokes per that second. are 15, 15 to 20 seconds. Did you apply? What do you mean? Did you apply to that email that you send out no i did my audition and oh, i okay. made the second no but i'm saying did you also do that no i didn't because oh. i was like uh it what for yeah you already did it you were there face to face yeah you got to the second round and then even you gotta admit like i get what they're looking for okay i get what agt is looking for they want someone who's gonna go up there and read off twitter jokes like bam 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 but that's not how i write that's not what i do yeah and you know what's funny so we watched preacher on this championship thing yeah and he did uh you know what he did like two three minutes and yeah it, was, it felt short but it was at least three minutes yeah and he probably had he if you break it down he probably had like two jokes two or two or three jokes yeah right uh but then we saw tom cotter tonight you had me watch that clip uh, Tom Cotter, year just a few years ago, was like the highest booked or the most booked college comedian. He's very one-liney. He's exactly everything this latest email from the AGT producers was looking for. And what did Simon Cowell say? He buzzed him, he, number one. He buzzed him. Threw his timing way off. Threw his timing off. But the guy was doing jokes per minute. And then what did Simon Cowell say? He's like, as far as other competitors in this competition, such as Preacher Lawson. Boom! 
I feel like <laughs> he basically called this guy generic and a hack. Yeah. Well, if you're going to put on the, hey, we want you to come out and just do bam, 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 Twitter jokes compared to Preacher who went out and did two stories or two stories. Um, yeah, he did two, two. He had jokes within the stories, but yeah. Right, which, which is great, but can, I don't think he had the set up punch, set up punch. That's no, it I, was nothing yeah. like where it's like different scenario. Like he, yeah. Tom was doing like joke. Yeah, different joke. It was different a joke, joke machine. Different, yeah, just and that's his machine. style. That's always been yeah. Tom Connors. It's laugh per minute. So it's like you're saying one thing, but then you're seeing the success of people who aren't doing that. And my thing with comedy has always been like, I don't feel like you need to be that. I don't feel like you need to be that. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with the uh, Stephen Wright or Mitch Hedberg type of setup punch, setup punch, setup punch. That's just not my, I enjoy watching them, but I mean, even uh, Stephen Wright, if he puts out a special after like 25 minutes, I'm a little bit like, eh, and then I'll go do something else and then come back and watch the rest of it. I don't get emotionally involved or connected because he's not bringing me along. Like I'll watch a Bill Burr special and it'll be over. I'm like, come on, man. It's been like 15 minutes, really? Yeah. Because he brings you in and you know who he is, you know, it, it's just a different style. Did you comedy. watch Sebastian's stand up? I tried. I liked it. Did you? Yeah. Did you? I did. I'm that, shocked you didn't like that. I will tell you that guy. Well, I've I've seen him over the years. Okay. You know, I will tell you, kudos to him because he's one of those people, I think he made the top 15 earners this year. Okay. Okay. And he, w he was in the top list of earning comics, and he's one of those guys that's kind of under the radar. Like, yeah. he's not a household name, but he's selling out theaters and... And a lot of act outs with that guy. That's what I'm saying. His his show was like just very animated. Yeah. It's it's almost, you know, it it's almost like some of his jokes, if you're listening, if you were just listening to the uh the audio of it and not watching his special, it would be a lot of and then there's this guy at the gym. You know this guy. But de, but de, but de, but and everybody laughs and he's like, but then there's this other guy and he's like all like this. And if you isn't that comedy? A part of it has to be showmanship. Oh, I'm guaranteed. But if you're a blind guy watching that show, you're looking, looking over going, what, what's he doing? What's he talking about? No, what's he doing? No. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. Like, but That's why I always say Eric Myers is great. Because Eric does great body language, great act out, has an amazing voice that keeps you interested. But his jokes alone, his writing is so smart and so funny. I'll tell someone an Eric Myers joke and they'll start laughing. I'm like, no, nah, I'm glad you enjoyed it, but you need to go see Eric do it. Right. Oh, but you already told me the joke. I'm like, nah, it's you, the same. It's a hundred times better when you see him put it yeah. all together. So, I mean, but you got guys like that all around who always, you got those guys that are just physical and high energy and you're like, ah, oh, they don't really have any substance. Then you got those substance guys that don't have any energy and I can enjoy them both, you know? Yeah. But when you get that guy that can put that all together, eh. Like I like Roy Woods. Roy Woods? Roy Woods, yeah, yeah. Okay. he was he was Almost up there like with Roy college Jones. comedians. He's with um, he, he's with Summit Comedy, or at least he was with Summit Comedy. He was doing the college thing. He was the most requested college comedian for quite a few years. Then he got a spot on the Daily Show. He's I on think. with Trevor Noah. Yep, and now he's uh, well, even before Trevor, he was on the Daily Show, and then I think they gave him his own show or something like that. He does um, well, yeah, he took over. Um, I think Ali was doing it, but it was um. It's about the stories that this is not happening. Yeah, this is not happening. Which our good friend Tom Rhodes has been on. Yeah, uh, and I believe um, I think Brad Williams also does. 
Brad did it. A lot of comedians. Are Dan Cummins, I think, was on there. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I'm not wrong. All yeah. nice guys. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. Well, um, dude, I got like nothing coming up this week. Uh, I'm probably gonna go. What I've really been doing is I hit Sluice last Saturday. I'm really working on getting a tight five. I've never done this. I'm just getting a solid TV ready tight five together. I've been. I've spent so many years just going up uh, 45 minutes an hour working on my headliner stuff that and I've, I've never been a competition or a festival guy like i've done the laugh your Asheville off comedy festival in Asheville, which was great i've done the world series of comedy a couple of times i did the boston comedy fest you know i've done the uh florida's funniest and all that stuff uh, but i've never really enjoyed competitions or festivals because i'm just one of those like hey comedy subjective blah 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 but more so, I've always been a storytelling guy. So when they say, "Hey, you got five minutes," I'm like, "Well, that's." Are uh, you submitting to festivals? I'm get, I'm starting. Uh, let me know which ones you could do. Yeah, I'll submit. I'll let you know which ones I got rejected for. Hey, but, hey, but yeah. what's the chances if we both get uh, accepted, we'll yeah. go? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I've, I've, I've been submitting, but uh, I've submitted to two. Oh, cool. Yeah. I haven't had a. I haven't had a. I got set. rejected. <laughs> I haven't had anything I've been wanting to submit, like an updated video or anything. And like I said, uh, that's why I've been working on shorter stuff. And short AGT really opened my eyes because I wasn't going to do it because they're like, oh, it's a 90-second audition. And I'm like, but I talked to Preacher, and, uh, you know, he kind of gave me some advice on it. And I'm like, dude, is it more important to be, you know, funny or laughs permit? I guess that comes off weird. But... Like, should I go out there with 90 seconds and just do one of my jokes that takes, like, 90 seconds? Or should I be more concerned with getting bam, bam, bam? He's, like, definitely bam, bam, bam. So that really made me sit down and rewrite some of my stuff. So now I'm on this whole kick of, like, how much material can I get in this time frame? Which is huge for me because, like, 90 seconds is usually, like, hey, that's the average setup and sell. And now I'm actually focused on getting shorter and shorter without it becoming so... right. Twittery, I guess that's the word I keep going using. I keep using that like 140 characters. So get your joke. You're, you're twatting. Yeah, <laughs> you're still pissed off about the Coke challenge. I no, I'm not tell. pissed off at all. I can tell. No, no, no. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. You threw that curveball. Now you reminded me. <laughs> that was totally cool. I didn't even think about it until you reminded me. Now. Yeah, yeah. This is this podcast has been sponsored by, by Coca Cola. <laughs> Do you know they're coming out with the cannabis infused Coke? Shut up. It's true. It's true, they're coming out with the canvas infused Coke, and it's like, brings the whole new meaning to have a Coke and a smile. Are you shitting me? No, Google it. I kind of want that Coke. That should, be, that should be the name of this show. Fuck it, Blake Dwayne podcast. <laughs> it should be on. No, I'm, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> because number one, we come up with shit all the time that you can't believe. And number two, as it says in our intro song, we don't always get these facts correct. No, I'm, we didn't want to do this, but we have to. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess this wraps up episode 49. Yeah, do we have to hit the gym now and fucking Yeah, we do. I've we been also, doing I've been doing good with the gym by the way. I know you have. So, I've been following doing, the well, we fucking up with this. I mean, we're doing a good job drinking Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with well, this episode 49, um thanks for listening as always every Thursday. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, all the social media stuff. And uh, follow us on Instagram. And till then, Mike, anything you got to say? Let's see. That sounds good. Good to go. All right, guys. Well, thanks a lot. Uh, And again, thank you, Samantha Ivy, for the kick-ass 
intro song. Woo, woo. And see you next week. Adios. Bye.